1: and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
2: Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Colin McDuff and today I'm joined by the wonderful Mr. Scott Hodge. Hi right, Colin, how are you? I'm actually excited, Scott, because today is the Gallant Few's very first interview. Yeah, anyway. And we are joined today by a very special guest, the one and only Moses Ashikode. Moses, how are you doing?
3: I'm alright, mate. How are you?
2: I'm good, mate. Thank, listen, thanks very much for coming on. C- Can it be the nicest view just sitting looking at two Glaswegians, two pasty Glaswegians on your screen? <laughs> so I apologise for that, mate. Um That's right. Yeah. But listen, obviously, the Rangers podcast, a gallon few. We've got to be talking about Rangers a fair bit, but Oops. tell us about... How you started out in football, man? Um, I know you you had a, a few appearances at youth level for England. Um, talk to us about how you started off in football. Um, you know, basically, basically
3: um, like it started very, very, very young for me. When I was nine years old, um, I was picked up in primary school by Millwall Football Club. Um, in championship at the time, so I think they're actually still in the championship. Um, <laughs> so I went there from when I was nine years old and stuff, and I signed for them when I was actually nine, and then I was there all the way. I played every single age group from middle football club all the way to first team. I remember my debut at the age of 15, which I believe I'm still the youngest player to play like first team football, um, especially a black player anyway, especially Black Lives yeah. Matter right now, so I'll take that.
1: <laughs>
3: I figured with, um, with that... From when I had a bad, bad, bad incident that happened when I was at Millwall, when um, obviously it's well documented, um, something that happened that should never have happened that you might see that comes out in the papers this year, that I was actually sacked for the wrong reasons, but it's gonna come out this year in the papers, and all and, like finally after all these years because I've never actually spoken on it before, yeah. where it should never have happened. Um, it was an incident that should never happen. There was things that happened prior to that, that that incident that happened there was something that was happening before with. To this day, I've never made a statement at all on it. So, they've never been... So nice is that an, <laughs> uh? an exclusive Moses?
4: Ah, Is that an exclusive, Moses?
3: Nah, you're probably getting the first take on it. first take on it. So, I'm actually being serious with you. So, you'll definitely be out this year at some point. Um, so, from there, from when I was... Um, when I signed for me, I played every single age group. And I was also playing for England also at the same time. Made my debut at the age of 15. And then when I was 16, I went to... I was supposed to go to Manchester City, but no one knew this. I was at Man City for three, four weeks. You know, I was staying with Michael Richards, Daniel Sturridge, and and then Dixon Two, Ishmael, Miller, everyone, and then um, for some reason, on another, my brother and whoever I was staying with had a big, a big argument with my agency and stuff, and that well, so, for some reason, that I signed for West Ham instead. That was the wrong, bad, the wrong thing to ever happen to me because me and West Ham did not really get on, and plus at that time. London was the worst thing for me and um, where I just need to get out to have a fresh start because I've um, been in London but there's too much distractions down there. Yeah. Too much distraction down there so when I was at West Ham was really really a bad time for me where I was not really settled. I wasn't driving but I was still traveling from South London to East London when I'm known as a first team player so I'm getting on the train. Obviously I was too young to drive and uh, I was being like I was, was been tested by fans on the train, like they wanted to knock me out, this and that. I'm a young boy, so it was a thing where, like, um, yeah, I started driving illegally because I was, uh, I could not want to get on the train, so I was driving on the edge. So and then, I um, let Padu find out. That I didn't really go too well, but they didn't never understood that they needed to put me into digs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they didn't do that. They expected me to actually get on the train where I'm potentially gonna fight people and stuff and, and look like a typical South London boy where. That's not me. That's that was not me. I'm a good guy, and but the papers labelled me into um, a bad person, which I was not. Where I just felt like I had to defend myself every single time when they should have put me into digs. I was 16 years old. Yeah, um, I'm playing first in football, getting into train station. Everyone recognised my face. Like everyone knows who I, who I was. So um, when Alan Pardew spoke to me, he told me that um, I was going alone. Didn't really like that. Um, I went along to Gillingham with Neil Cooper, who's actually Scottish as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually fell out with him. Like, I really fell out with him because when I went down there, the first thing he asked me was, where do you play? Which means that like, he didn't know nothing about me. He just wanted me to at yeah. the club.
1: Yeah. So, he didn't know
3: nothing about me at all. And so, I found my agent. I was like, I've got England game against Slovakia live on TV. I said to him, listen, I'm leaving with Stan regardless and stuff because there's no way... I want to stay in London. So he goes, where do you want to go? I want to get the out of South London. He goes, oh, okay, cool. He goes, um, before the game, he goes, Let's go, Rangers is here. This is me. <laughs>
1: what?
3: Oh, <okay. laughs> so I knew I was on the bench because I feel woke up just time for Arsenal at the time. So he was going to start ahead of me. Uh fair yeah. enough. So I went to the gaffer. Listen, gaffer, just give me 20 minutes. <laughs> 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 20 minutes. So, it gave me twenty minutes. I scored two goals and stuff. We won two one. I scored both goals and stuff. And then the next day, I was Avengers.
4: Bro, there you go. So were you in trial with Rangers or did they sign you? Um, immediately? No. Um, I
3: came in. I was injured when I came down because um, I, um, I had a game a day before. So yep. literally, I left on. I left a day a day after. Like I came to Scotland and then um, I was there. I was injured. And then I trained. I trained. I done one session with them and stuff and then um, Ian Juran. Yeah. i goes, you ain't going back home today. I said, alright, cool. It was me, Ian Durant and then John Brown. Those two there, the best people to ever happen in my life. Like literally, like till this day, they're the two best people in my life in football. Like I've always told everyone this and that. I learned everything that I know today in terms of them, like technical wise, in Scotland, Rangers, because I had nothing else to do. I was always in football. I was always in training. I didn't want to go back home because I had nothing else to do. I was always in training. My my flatmate at the time was Charlie Adam, so me and him was. Charlie interested. Adam, yeah, Adam yeah. yeah, me Charles yeah. So me and Charles was the like, like flatmate at the time. So when I when I first signed for Rangers and stuff, and I, every every just went zoom because um, I came in as a youth team first because I'm still a baby at the time. But I was not really a youth team because um was this coming in training. That didn't last, so um, I was always involved with the first team training wise, but I was playing with the youth team still because youth team was not that good yet. They kept losing games and that, so they needed me and them. And then I Guessing him to help them out a little bit. So when we started playing for them, we started winning games a lot. So we was involved in a lot of first team games. I was always on the bench, but I never played yet until Celtic. Yeah. So when we went up to um, a tournament, we went up to we went up to him like Germany for a tournament. I got the best player of the tournament, and I, I won everything that year. So we we didn't do well that year. We lost in the quarterfinals. I remember who too, but I don't well personally. So when I came back, Bayern Munich. And Barca, they made an inquiry about me to take me. Or him, to take me. But then um, Ian Duran said, nah, I want you to stay here with us. And then da, 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 I signed. I signed a new deal. That was probably the worst thing to ever happen to me right then on the spot.
1: Really? On- yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, at that time. At that time. Because when I signed, Alex McClitch left.
1: <laughs> <No>.
3: <laughs> like he made me sign a deal and then he left straight away and I was like, oh my god, you can't do that. Anyway, when he left now, uh, Fergie left and Barry Ferguson left because he was like like a like mentor for me at the time. Mm. And then um, so more players was leaving now and then um, like Teddy Adams was like, I sent me one at the time. He was on loan at the time, so he wasn't them in the first team yet. So yeah. when we came back in the summertime, because I came out to London and stuff, I thought, okay, cool, be a new year. Knew this. I came back now. I saw a new. The old team was just changed completely. Paul Le Guin came in. Like we couldn't understand the English anyone was saying. I couldn't understand a word of French. Like they just came and changed everything completely. Brought their own players in. That was when everything just went zoom for a lot of players. Some players took off. Some players went down. Some players like myself with a little, with a little like London like swagger and stuff and that, because they didn't really like that. It's like they want to make an example of certain people and stuff and that. I'm not really a guy that does long distance running, I'm a sprinter, I'm very quick and I like sharp stuff and that, so what I did was in preseason, season was running consistently, so that wasn't me, only when the game started, that was when I turned up, I scored 10 goals in the first three games in preseason. that was not good enough, there was a boy that was ahead of me, his name is William, a striker at the time, he was ahead of me.
2: Stonejar, I think his name yeah. was. Yeah, was ahead
3: of me. He should never be ahead of me, and this is where the argument started in the beginning. Especially when I find out that he was um it was Paul Edwin's daughter's fiance, so that didn't that did not sit well with me neither, and stuff on like that. So um like he was always ahead of, I'm on the bench, but he was always ahead of me in terms of he was coming on and he was was mm. more involved, but he wasn't scoring goals in the reserves when we were playing together. He was actually. Anger. He was absolutely shite. So <laughs> 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 let's get straight to the point on that one. So, um, so with that being said and stuff on that, I then spoke to him to, to Paul, I went to him, what is going on right now? Because I'm not going to sign a new deal for you. Because right now, I didn't get called up for the last England squad because I'm not playing. So I, I need to know what's happening right now. He goes, um, I want you to go alone. It's me. Well, oh, okay, phone. Oh, okay, that's fine. So when he goes to me going alone on that, then you don't the door, like someone walked in, and that like, Alex Ray walked in. This time, Alex Ray was um, the Dundee manager. Yeah. A league, a league below. He goes, You're going to loan to Dundee? Said, man. I'm not going to loan to that. It's me, I'm, I'm going to loan to the same league as you, so that I, I want to play against Rangers, so that I can show you I'm better than who you got. So then the argument started where he saw me as a young boy, but he didn't realize that I've been playing first for three years. He thought <laughs> yeah. I was just a young boy, that um, I should be like the young boys in Avengers, and like, he didn't realize I was playing first for a long time now, where you know that's not going to work. And then, um, so with that being said and stuff and that, I, no one actually knew this. So this happened in, in September. So every single day, I kept knocking on his door, like, what's going on now? And I need to be playing because I'm better than your players. And that, so now Celtic is ahead of us. by like, a big, big difference. And that, for me, should never happen. And that, it's always like "Tap, tap, 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 tap." So when the gap was, I was like, my guy, what are you doing? Because um, he's paying all these French boys so much money. And I felt a bit suspected because I felt like you're bringing your family members over here now. Like, like, this is my job, this is my life. I left London for this. I could have gone to different teams and stuff and that, but I stayed. I signed a three year deal. I'm not a young boy. I want to play. Like, so <clears throat> with that being said now, and this went on for like a month, two months. Yeah. So after a while, I packed my bags completely, put everything in the boot and nothing is door again. This was in uh, October. He didn't say what I wanted to hear. I got in my car. I drove straight back to London. They never saw me again.
2: Do you think but you would I, have walked out definitely if McLeish had stayed?
3: wait. So, um, So I drove down to London now. They never knew I was training with Watford all those time. I already mm. had things lined up.
2: Right.
3: When were you with Angels? Right. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: I already had, I had, I had other clubs lined up already under them. But. When the window then opened, I already signed for Watford, so that's why I played on the third of January. I, I I played straight away, like on my debut, and I scored on my debut for Watford. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I made my debut, I came back to Scotland to pack and um, to get and um, fetch my stuff. Ian Trevant was not happy with me because now he was now the assistant manager to him and then my crush, so he goes to Moses C should have fucking stayed because <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. nah, didn't want me to leave even and bomber did not want me to leave at all like they were fuming with me when i left they didn't want me to leave at all because they knew he would get sacked sooner or later but i wasn't that that was my issue and stuff and like, i was not patient at all
0: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
3: And then, um, obviously, when I signed for Watford and stuff, and I, I broke my leg two months later.
4: Yeah, yeah, unfortunate. So see, you know. see, see, going back, um, you know, you say you're a chap in the manager's office, and you're obviously very confident in your own ability. Do you think that was held against you? And
3: of course, you know, yeah, of course, and, definitely. Um, I was way too confident. I, um, I knew I was better than every player that was there, and I, I'm not really one to be shy about how I spoke, and and for me, I don't care how young a player is and stuff. If a player is better than someone. Give that boy a chance and stuff and that because there's no point ordering him back because someone else is getting paid more money than he is. I was betting on him. I was, I was, I was betting on him. You can't put someone else in the reserve team with me, and I'm scoring ten goals in three games. He's me scoring one goal, and then he's still ahead of me. He's gonna make me feel a like certain way. I'm not gonna yeah. be happy with that because he's like two years older than me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna accept this.
4: Would you have done anything different? Do you think, looking back in terms? Definitely,
3: of... definitely. I would have shut up.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so you would have I would
3: have shut up definitely, but um, with me at the time and that um, it's about me having guidance and stuff. Because when I came to Scotland, I never had no one to look after me, no one to speak to, it was just yeah. me on my own over there. Literally, yeah. it was just me alone. Like me alone in Scotland. This is why um, I'll get a lot of respect for people in Scotland and stuff because I just got on with it when I when I came over
2: there. Why did why did the uh, and John Brown take a take to you? Was it because I don't know, see when you See when you listen to Ian Duran and John Brown speaking interviews. I
3: know why. I, I, I know why. I know why. Because um, a lot of black boys um, when they come up to Scotland, they've got arrogant, and then um, they don't like to put in the work. The way Duran says it, they don't get back it. Me, I will chase you down. Like I will chase <laughs> you down, and I was aggressive. I did everything they wanted me to do, and I was going goals. Also, I did not moan. I did the ground work. I will. I would chase it down, I would chase the ball down, I would get the work done, so that's all. I was really, really hungry for it. It wasn't them, I was not big time. I used to be like, J- J- Manny, I'll knock on his door, like, do some extra work. He would come out, ah oh, Moses. So he was like, <laughs> he saw that like I wasn't one of them people that would just, I wanted to do extras, extras, extras. So when John Flake came in, John Flake was with me every day because he was younger than me, so he was like, it was always with us, doing extras with me and him. So it was like um, they saw me as one of them was like, he's come from London. He's not arrogant. He's just he's on it, like he's really, really on it. Where I was asking them questions, 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 I asked a lot of questions by the way. Yeah. Cause I, was, I always I wanted to get better. Scotland was the place where I learned technique. Yeah. In South London, I was just quick and aggressive. In Scotland, I had to be more relaxed and learn the technical side of it. So it was different. I loved it up there. That was probably um beside London, I say to this day. Scotland is the best place I've been, Glasgow.
4: Yeah. Well, I was actually going to come on to I know you went on to, you know, your, your career there. But, you know, so when you first moved up to Glasgow, what were your impressions of the city? And did you settle in quite easily, do you think? Or? No, I didn't. No
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was. And when I was driving, right, I drove past him. I know whatever i right. It was like I was in Brixton again. Because, basically, I came out of the airport. We were driving, and it was like... You're going to love this place. You're going to stay You're staying in B.S. Then, the nicest part of Glasgow for, yeah, we could. But then we're driving past maybe you. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, this is Brixton. But then, then we drove a bit further. and I was like, okay, this is quite nice. So um, it took me probably, I was coming back home to London every single weekend for the first two months. And then after that, I just started making friends over there. I didn't come back home once. Yeah. I was just, I was settled after that. Yeah. The only thing I missed and stuff was me getting my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, though, I absolutely, I absolutely love Scotland. I love Glasgow. Yeah. Top one. I love I love Glasgow. I love Glasgow. Definitely. I actually love Glasgow, I I like to go.
2: So, I know um, I know Rangers still tend to try and set set younger players up with doubts and stuff out in Mount and Bearsden.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think
2: that? Do you think, see, if you had that kind of treatment and care in Millwall and West Ham, it could have been a bit different for you down there? Oh,
3: definitely. I think the way Rangers, definitely the way Rangers dealt with him, um, John Flake was amazing. And then the way they dealt with the young players, I saw that I was even more older than them. But the way they dealt with the young players, I, sometimes I tell people to this day and stuff and that. Though. If that was in London and stuff and that, though, you know, where if, if I was in Diggs, I would probably still play in the Premiership today. I think they left me alone in the streets too much. Where literally I was more or less in the streets too much um, as a young agent that like where like I'm dodging bullets from when I was young age. Like dodging bullets from the streets, like literally bullets. I'm from, the, I'm, I'm from a different part of South London where you will never meet another black player in South London that won't tell you Moses is probably one of the realest ones in London. Like literally, even to this day, my tweet I will show you that like they, they can't talk to me way in South London because they know I've been through everything from the streets level, I had no choice but to be on the streets. I came over here when I was eight. I've got, I've got two brothers and three sisters. I didn't meet none of them until I was like 18 years old. And that. so the streets more or less raised me and stuff. And that where I was stabbed, I was shot at so many times as a kid. So me coming to Scotland was probably a, a fresh air for me. Like I've got, I've got people in jail for murder and stuff. And that that was our lifestyle. In South London, you're playing football, you're doing music or you're selling drugs. You got to pick your, your lifestyle. But if you're playing football, the People that on the streets and that they're coming for you, like as if like you got money. And I was in jealousy, trouble, of them.
4: jealousy, sorry, yeah, just because you can play definitely,
3: football, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, um, so for me, it wasn't like said that I wanted to, I, I didn't want that. It was just like I had no choice, because I had no one else to speak to. I wish I had someone ordered me to just slap my face, like go home, like slap me, okay. like beat me up to go home, like but I'd not want them to go home, like it wasn't. It wasn't really like that, so it was a thing where like we were forced to do some things, and and um, which was not right. Like the way we, it's different now, and it yeah. was back then. But back then it was now nah, I wish I was in Scotland back then. Like the, ways, the way the Avengers dealt with John Flake. Yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw the way because I saw John Flake come in from when he was 13 years old. So I saw the whole process. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: Now I see him on TV now play for Sheffield United. When I watch on TV now, I'm like bloody hell.
4: <laughs> <A little kid. laughs> so what was what was your first that would you just think he was destined to go right to the top John oh, Flake. Said...
3: Flaky, was good. Uh, yo. John <laughs> you know Flake was like Flaky was like him um, was like was my comrade but younger. Um, <laughs> yeah. Flake was good. No no no. Yeah. Flake was special. Flake was special. Yeah, that little ginger boy was special, man. <laughs> that boy
4: was so special. So what? age was he when you you were there? Then was he it was have...
3: in. It He was like thirteen. He was very young. In, was, in, yeah, he was a young. He was a baby when I when I was there. Was a thirteen fourteen when I was there. Was a baby.
4: Jesus. Blakey,
3: oh. was a baby. <laughs> Blakey was a baby. <laughs> Blakey was a little baby, man. He came in there, but he was with the big boys, though. Yeah. He was with the big boys. He reminded me of me when I was younger.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe why you liked him so much, (laughs) (laughs) then.
3: Definitely. He was was with the big boys, where he didn't care. To be fair, though, I've always told people this. um, The white boys in South London, they're nothing like the white boys in Scotland and the Irish boys. The Irish boys and Scottish boys are different. They're more, they're mentally stronger.
2: Right. Yeah, we get sunburned easier as
3: well. (laughs) Yeah. But for me, I always find that they're mentally stronger. They're more ready. The ones in, in London, they're a bit softer. So mm-hmm. when I came up there, that's when I, I realised that, nah, these boys are actually... Like, I realised like, I was getting clamped a lot in Scotland. I was getting clamped a lot. So that's when I got a bit, a bit stronger with myself as well. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, over here, I was pushing people about too much. So I, I actually learned more up, up north, not just Scotland, but up north, yeah. than I did down south.
4: So did you have to adjust your game quite a lot? Adapt? Oh, definitely. Yeah,
3: definitely. Yeah. I couldn't take the pace. I had to pass it quicker. I could not yeah. make someone without actually making sure yeah. Otherwise someone break my legs Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: I knew that yeah. So Big question for your time at Rangers Wait, You came on as a sub At Celtic yeah. Park Were you shiting yourself?
3: No, do you know what? I thought when I played against Hearts um, A few weeks before then I thought um, I was even longer But I knew for a fact That um, actually I played more games But they were meant to bring me in slowly Because I knew next season Was my yeah. year But obviously um, Paul Gwen came yeah. If Alex McLeish did not leave Next year was my year. I would have been
2: the main forward. What was it like uh, being in uh, that atmosphere at an old farm game?
3: Um, looking back at it, it was a big thing. But at the time, I didn't really make, make nothing of it at <laughs> the time. Cause, cause yeah. I, I was, um, at the time, I was 18. So I was, I was playing first when I was 15 years old. So I've already been to Wembley and all these places before then. So it didn't really phase me as much as what it should have done. But looking back at it now... That picture there is my best picture I've ever got. I didn't realise what I did back then until now. When I look back, I think it's shit. Not many people was
4: under.
2: I I I would kill to do that, you know. I would kill that.
4: Um, (laughs) fair play. Um Uh, see in in terms of so you only obviously made the one appearance then. Were Mm -hmm. you quite content then? Were you you know, you're saying that you are gonna be the main vocal point. I was told everything. I was told. You, exactly. were, you were quite happy with, you know, obviously he signed in the winter time, is That correct? And under McLeish, and then you had six months there. You were, were you the sort of person who chapped the manager's door? I want to play. I want to play. Are we quite happy with? Ah, you know, uh,
3: with him, when, when, the, um, when McLeish was there. It was different. There was yeah. better players. Persa yeah.
4: was there.
3: there yeah. was better players. It was better players. When there's better players and I'm learning from you. Yeah. I will never mourn if you're better than me. But if you're not yeah. nowhere near my level, that's when it becomes an issue with me. Yeah. Where I was constantly learning from um, obviously the top players that was there, We was actually in Champions League as well. So yeah. I was learning a lot from the top, top players that was there. It was a different ball game. Baza was yeah. more or less talking to me every single day, making sure that like, I'm I'm behaving myself and that like, I'm learning stuff and I'm new to it. But when those players left, no, nah, there's no one else on my level No, 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 yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. no. <laughs> hey, don't do that because because for them players to leave, I'm 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 the next big thing that's coming through now. So what what they did was they wanted to bring their people through, and then because if if I stayed and then I, I think McLeish was there, I would have been playing every game.
4: Yeah. Who, who impressed you the most when you were under McLeish? Then who was the big players that you thought, wow, there's there's some good players. Baza. 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 Because
3: I don't me any man that does not lose the ball for me is the best player. He kept the ball every single time. Um, he kept it steady. He didn't. If he didn't play, if he didn't play, he saw a big difference. Um, Perso was a big like, it was a, a big presence up top. Um, I didn't really. I, even though Nacho was a good player and stuff and that, what he does and stuff and that, but I didn't feel like he was. Um, what the fans like really? I don't know why the fans loved him so much. I just thought Perso and Baza was was the main one. Um, Alan Utton was for me probably the best one. That I thought to myself and that he was gonna go further, him and Charlie. Yeah. But, um, they,
4: both, they both had good careers, though, didn't you? Do you yeah. think? Do you think Barry Ferguson should have went higher? Do you think he could have? Um, that, like, you know, I
3: felt like he more or less didn't push himself enough. I think he got comfortable because he loved the club so much, and yeah. like, man, you can't question, you can't, you can't argue him for that. He loved Rangers. Yeah. yeah. The man, the man, loved Rangers. He actually loved Rangers differently, so I could see why he never left. But when, when I'm when my left, he left with my When Asher left too. <laughs>
2: yeah, Yeah. <laughs> so you ended up signing for Watford. and you showed in your debut. You said, "Debut, that right? yeah." Maybe, yeah. That's, that's some start. So well, um, how how bad was the injury? Did you go after that? Was that a leg break?
3: Yeah, I broke my leg in three places, mate, and, and that was a big, 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 big thing for me because I was out for a year with it. When I came back, I didn't recover from that. So after that, you see, I've got a lot of clubs after that. it's like, I just couldn't last um, a six months contract because I was just, I couldn't maneuver. And then even though I tried to push it, my, leg, my left leg was compensated for the break. And then I done my ACO, median cartilage on that one day, and that was me done. So everyone I went to after that was just. Yeah. Because you know, the doctor said um, I should not really be playing full time again after that. But I, I just carried it on anyway. But it wasn't, I was never the same though. So, but when, well, when I broke my leg, there was an England full squad letter waiting for me, though.
4: Was on, yeah. Yeah.
2: <sighs> Jesus Christ, man! Oh. Just shows you, yeah.
4: It's no luck, <laughs> is it? What was it? Was it uh, a tackle that done it, or was it the way? Yeah, you, it was a tackle. You know? The guy, they, the
3: guy, mean to do it was um, was an accident. It was an accident. Like some people, that like, um, for me, I was, so, i have I'm not upset about it because um, I believe, like, I've never been um, one to be like, I don't understand. Yeah. No one's gonna wake up in the morning thinking I'm gonna break someone's legs <laughs> yeah. and stuff. It? So it was an accident; he didn't mean to do it at all. And he apologized to me, but he didn't have to apologize to me. I know he's a tackle man; like it happens in football every day. Unfortunately, it happened to me. <laughs> it's
2: one of those things, isn't it? It's-
3: Definitely. He's, uh, is VCD you're playing
2: for just now? No, he's I called-
3: I don't play for VCD. That, they, they've never changed that. That's been on there for the last few years. No, I don't play. For- <laughs> I've probably not played football for the last two years now, and BCD is a team that I was helping out, and my mate of mine was a manager down there. So sometimes, what you get in 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 England, and now like, not league teams and stuff. And my boys, my friends, are managers, so they'll bring me up, be like, oh, "Come play two games with me, come play two games with me." So I'll go with <laughs> to play two games, walk about get a little cash and and stuff, but it's nothing serious. Yeah. I'm getting too old for that.
2: Do you think you'll you you ever get back any football? And I know you're you're. You're a personal trainer now, Jen. you and you'll ever go back into your like, coaching side of it? or
3: oh, Definitely. I've just finished doing my UFB badges just now. And I did it with them. Ashley Cole just finished it and we just finished it together. Um, it was me, Ashley Cole, Patrice Ever, and Onco and Ben. And ben, We all just finished at the same time. So, for me, um, my next step now is to go into the football park and like, mm-hmm. there's two options for me. The coaching side of it or being an agent. Now, if I'm going to be an agent, I want to take care of the players a bit differently to to how agents do it because of what I've been through. And yep. I love agents just taking care of the players' players' side of it, but they forget about the mental side of it. Also, where these players might not make it or they might get injuries and that. So, what happens to these players and that? Do you turn your back on them? Or are you actually there for the long term? So, with me and stuff and that, it's about me going to the coaching side of it and then also being a, a mentor for these players also. So making sure they're not... Um, If They get injured and stuff, and they're gonna stay within the game or going to some form of education. Mm -hmm. So, there is a lot and a lot going on right now. This year, you're definitely gonna read about it. I'll definitely let you know what what I'm doing and stuff. And yeah, I don't want to speak too much of it, but there's something coming. Yeah, I think
4: I think you'd you'd be a great fit, Moses, though, because of your experiences. You know, like you talk about maybe some poor decisions that your agent made to you, and you'd be able to. Definitely. That's best. like you can't teach that. You know, you've went through this experience. And I spoke to him this
3: morning. I spoke to my agent this morning, same agent I had, I came to Scotland with. Now, I was upset with him that he didn't come for me and come and get me sooner. Because when I came to Scotland, the damage was already done. My name, I should never come back to England.
1: Yeah. Because
3: mm-hmm. my name in England was already damaged a little bit as a bad boy. When yeah. I was not a bad boy. So I went to him. If I had you when I was at middle one stuff, and I was still playing top level right now. So he came to me later on before I came to Scotland. So, but he's from the same man as I'm from. But at the time and stuff, and um, yeah, he wasn't able to touch me back then. But I wish he came and got me from then. Yeah. Because he's from the streets himself. So he would have protected me. So he's the one that's actually helping me out now to get back into the game again.
2: Good. Good. So you think you'll be, you know, whether it's the agent side or the coaching side, is it, you know, can you. If you do go on the coaching side, would it be mainly the, the younger the younger yeah. age groups? Yeah, For
3: sure, it would definitely be in the, the age bracket where it's a bit more dangerous, where the kids are like 12, 13 and then like 17. I think that's the age where they need a bit more like man around them to be like, yo, what are you doing, Like sort of thing, like... Um, because you can more or less lose them at that age um, with a mindset because that's when they're slapping about money, mm-hmm. they're about girls. Obviously, and then um, that's where you can actually lose the kids um, with the mindset and stuff, because a lot of, without saying it, footballers need the men around them, like tough men with a strong mentality and stuff, because a lot of these footballers get paid more than the men that are actually looking after them. So you can't really advise them if the kids getting paid more than you. So you got to come out a different way, like a mentor, like you can't come out of them like, shouting at them. And they're getting paid more than you. It doesn't make no sense. Like, they don't want to be like you. <laughs> so he's yeah. like, what you, what, what else can you do for these kids? Because um, me as a kid, a grown man could not come up to me and speak to me because I was already on the streets with them. Mm-hmm. And now I'm making more money than them, and I'm still on the streets with them. So he's like, what are you trying to teach me? Um, yeah. But I think kids do listen. It's just how you approach them. Like me, for example, I told them, one of the older guys around me, they went to me. Moses, you never listened to me. No, I wanted to come and give me a hug, not shout at me. You're shouting at me too much. My dad was not home, my mom was not home, but you're there shouting at me like you thought I was okay. I was, you don't even know if I've eaten yet. You don't even know about what you don't even know what's going on on me, but you're shouting at me like don't shout at me, just come and talk to me. Yeah, it's like things like that. So it's just something different for the youngsters, man.
2: Yeah, I think, um. It is certainly something that the whole world speaks about about more now. You know, mental well-being, mental, mental health. Um. Like,
3: wait, wait, wait. Like Flaky, for example. Now Flaky knew he had everyone, Avengers mm-hmm. helping him out. Yeah, perfect. That's what players need, and to make sure that it's not just one person has got your back. You can speak to anyone at the club if you feel something way Avengers. I could speak to anyone, Jone, Bomber. I could go to speak to
2: anyone, but in London I never had that. Yeah, I never had that. Yeah. it's good to see that. I find that there is still an element of that. Gary McAllister, the assistant manager at Rangers, he yeah. he, he spoke he at that. press conferences last week that during the pandemic, during the lockdown, he was they were in constant contact, like weekly phone calls with all the youth players as well, because yeah. you you never know what's going through someone's head. That you was don't. what Ian
3: Drummond used to do with us. Yeah. Yeah. Boma yeah. didn't do that. Boma didn't do that. But <laughs> Boma was the, like, um, like a um, school teacher. He was like the air teacher. it was like a tough level. But Ian Juvan was the one that. <laughs> so with Boma so and stuff like that, I was trying to impress him all every single time. Yeah. But Juvan, it was like, hold on, I hold on, I it was like, good cup, bad cup, good cup, bad cup. <laughs> But, but, but for them, amazing. Yeah.
2: Well. Listen, Moses, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening in the future. Then maybe we'll see. Uh,
3: definitely, definitely. This year, um, I'm probably going to be, I'll definitely be in an academy this year, but I don't want to speak on it yet because I've been offered something, but um, yeah. I'll know more this week.
2: We'll use this as a te- the teaser for it then. <laughs> you know the- <laughs> <laughs>
3: but, Definitely.
4: Yeah,
2: but listen, it's been an absolute pleasure.
4: Yes, lads. Oh, thanks, Take Moses. Care. Appreciate it. Yes. Thank
2: you.